0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Welcome to Backstage With, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes with your favorite actors and creatives in the world of musical theater. Hello, I'm Mikey Worrell. Today we're going backstage with Miriam Teak-Lee, who plays the title role in Anne Juliet in the West End. Not only did she win the What's On Stage Award for Best Actress in a Musical last week, she's just been nominated for an Olivier. The show is about what could have happened if Juliet didn't kill herself at the end of Romeo and Juliet, and it's set to the music of the songwriter and producer Max Martin. If you don't know his name, you will know his music. The show won six awards at the Watson Stage Awards last weekend, and it's been nominated for nine Olivier's, including Best New Musical. Honestly, it's one of the most fun experiences I've ever had in the theatre, and I can't wait to go and see it again. Now, though, let's go backstage with Miriam Teakley.
0: Hello. Thanks for
1: having us in your dressing room. (laughs) I've got to say, it's like the most tidiest, cleanest, minimalist dressing room I've ever been in. (laughs)
0: Thank you. You know, I've added a couple little tiny little touches, but yeah, it's really nice, fresh, open, and yeah, I really like it.
1: You're playing Juliet here at Anne Juliet. How has your run been so far? We're about three months in now?
0: Yeah, do you know what? It's going so fast that like I can't believe how fast it's going and it just every single day I'm so excited to come in. I love this job so much. It doesn't even feel like a job to be honest. It, literally we're just having so much fun on stage and just playing every night and the audience they're always up on their feet at the end and they're cheering and supporting and you know the feedback really has been amazing so it's yeah it's been incredible and I'm just like long may this continue.
1: <laughs> do you do you think this is the way Romeo and Juliet should have been written the first time round?
0: Do you know what? No, I appreciate the way that it was written before because it was a tragedy, but we have just flipped the genre, you know? So it's like, no, we can absolutely appreciate the story in its own right, but actually how about if we looked at it through this lens? So I just feel like it's like an alternate universe for it. Yeah, <laughs> sure.
1: How did you come across this project the first time around?
0: So my agent called me and just said, oh, there is a uh, audition for a little workshop of a new musical. I don't even think I knew the name of it, then. Um, but they just sent me like a few li- little size, like scenes from it. Um, and they said, can you sing one pop song? So I was like, okay, cool, this sounds fun. And because I was in Hamilton at the time, it was quite exciting to be doing something else as well. And it seemed really, really different. So I was like, yeah, I'll give it a go. And uh, I chose Stone Cold by Demi Lovato, which I absolutely love, it's such a great song. And then I, I remember reading the-, the script and thinking, I love this journey for Julia I love the kind of character that she is it was so modern it was so fresh it was a completely new take for her it was like her taking her own life into her own hands you know rather than actually taking her life quite literally you know <laughs> so, <laughs> I just I thought it was so clever and then the fact that it enc- encompassed uh, Max Martin's music as well because I didn't know him at the time so I looked him up and I mean very quickly I discovered how <laughs> incredible he was and you know the extent of what he's created I just thought this is brilliant it just made so much sense to me and I couldn't wait to start on it. I read somewhere
1: that Juliet had been written quite timid before you came in.
0: Yes, yes, yes. What what
1: changed and how did it change? Yeah,
0: so it was in the beginning, it was because it wasn't so much the writing I'd say that changed much, but it was like the feeling of Juliet that really, really changed. Because um at first, way, way in the beginning, before I was even on board, they were saying how um like confident in the song was about Juliet actually finding her own confidence. But now it's about Juliet teaching Francois, who she meets, who's like a timid boy who's scared of his father. She teaches him how to be confident through her own confidence. And I would like to say that part of that is inspired by myself because they said when I walked in the room, they were like, okay, there's just no way Juliet can be timid now.
1: <laughs> I, get that. I yeah, get that. you know, I was like, fair. <laughs> when it comes to the music, yeah. every it's just hit after hit after hit. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I hadn't heard of Max Martin, so I was doing what you did and looking him up and going, okay, yeah. so every ninety song ever. Exactly. Okay, great. <laughs> Is there a Max Martin song that you now have discovered he's written that isn't in the show that you're like, damn it, I wish we could have put that one in? Do
0: you know what? There was, he was part of the writing for... Um, the Ed Sheeran song. Which one is it? The one that kind of came with up- Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. I don't care.
1: Okay. I don't
0: care. Oh, yeah. if I want my baby. And I just love it. Like it's such a great song. I mean it wouldn't fit at all. But I was like, it's just such a fun, like dancy song. Like it could be one that goes at the end. Do you know what I mean? Where everyone's just jumping up and dancing. <laughs> but yeah, I really love that song.
1: Maybe just throw it in on like an anniversary. Oh my god, what is that noise?
0: Yeah, testing on stage. Testing. Let's see if I'm, I'm gonna try and turn this down.
1: You talked about um, how you read the script and how that all came about. What was the actual audition like for Juliet?
0: There was two scenes. One of them was the scene with her, the nurse, so who plays Mel, um, which is like the first scene that we kind of see Juliet do, and the second one was a scene that she does with Francois, which was very, very different. Actually, both of them have changed massively, but it was it was quite. It wasn't too long of an audition because it was just for the workshop first. So I think I did one audition for the for the workshop and then that was the two week workshop and then after that after the workshop went really well like Max Martin came in and Tim Hederton the producer came in and they all really loved it and enjoyed it and said such brilliant things and then um, the casting director Stuart Burt was like you know if this was to go on to something and go on to West End would you want to be a part of it and I was like absolutely listen if that's something you guys are thinking about please consider me <laughs> and then so then after a few like months passed and then they were like okay we're, we're going to see this for a musical so then I went back in and that's when they gave me more of the material and gave me like raw I had to sing raw and um, Hit Me Baby One More Time and I mean I loved Hit Me Baby One More Time was so incredible because it was like so different I couldn't believe it and it was like the way it was so slow and the drum beat so I think we were kind of like discovering all of these things together even through like through the auditions but yeah I just fell in love with it and the audition process and it wasn't too long even after the workshop because I think it was about maybe two auditions and then they said yeah. That's nice and quick. (laughs) Yeah exactly. You mentioned Hit Me
1: Baby one more time. That song is probably the one that surprised me most about its transformation into how theatrical it's become but also how well it lends itself to it Um, along with the other Britney songs that are in there. So I love the symmetry between My Loneliness Is Killing Me and And My Loneliness Ain't Killing Me Anymore. Exactly, yeah. It's almost like it was meant to be for a musical,
0: right? (laughs) Exactly. Like it's so cleverly interwoven and it's almost like kind of, you know, Juliet's story is kind of told in a way through a lot of Britney Spears songs because there's a lot in there that kind of go through her journey and show her growth. Um, But those two songs are really, really brilliantly done. And yeah, it's like full circle.
1: One of the Britney songs, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, is sung by May. The show is really brave in the way it tackles May's gender and that it doesn't actually explicitly tell the audience how they identify. How is that looking from the inside out? It feels
0: it feels incredible. It definitely feels like a show of now to be telling these kind of stories. And the whole time, like, I can't even tell you right now the identity that May you know, goes with because we've never really um, focused in on that. It's like it May is, is Juliet's best friend and they go on this journey together and they're just trying to discover themselves in whatever sense that that means. And which I think is so beautiful because it's something that we, we don't talk about really heavily in the story, but we ask the audience to just accept it and they do accept it, which is so beautiful.
1: Yeah, so it, it's highlighting it without turning it into... An, an issue in politicising
0: Yes, it. exactly. It's, it's normalising, as yes. it should be. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
1: exactly. Still, there's, there's, a bra- there's a certain bravery to that when you're bringing a your show into the mainstream West End, right? Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. And, you know, but, but I think people are definitely excited about this and are like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm so happy to see this representation on the stage, you know, and it's, it is very brave. It's very brave and it's being received beautifully.
1: In Anne Juliet's journey to the West End, it had its tryout in Manchester. Yes. I don't think they could have chosen a better place to try (laughs) out a 90s pop musical (laughs) than Manchester, right?
0: I know. What
1: were the audiences like there? Oh
0: my goodness, they were crazy in the best way. They were so, like, they were on their feet. They were cheering, laughing, like serious belly laughing going on. Just Not just a little... you know like really really like and it was so uplifting for us because for the longest time we've just been doing it in front of you know the producers directors whoever and they've heard the jokes a thousand times so we weren't really getting anything from it and that i remember that first show that we did in manchester was like wow we really have something special here you know and and we've really been seeing that grow and grow each day
1: <laughs> and i suppose from a development point of view you will never find a more honest group of people when you want to hear about a reaction to a show than mancunians
0: yeah (laughs) exactly exactly it's so great that we got the positive side of that so they really enjoyed it how
1: intense was that process because actually not many shows in the uk have really done out of town tryouts recently it's obviously a thing that happens a lot in america
0: yeah but
1: how was it day to day up there were you
0: in rehearsals every day making changes for that night So quite... Actually, what they did, which I thought was amazing that they don't always do, is we didn't have eight show weeks for like the first four weeks. It wasn't until the last two weeks that we had eight show weeks. So prior to that, we had five show weeks. And I think we started with four and we kind of built our way up. And what that meant was that we could come in and have a full day of rehearsals and then just come in in time for the show for the next day. Because what we kind of find in, in other experiences, when you have eight show weeks and you're coming in to do rehearsals and then you're like, no, but you're doing the old version, but tonight do do the old version tonight, then tomorrow do the new, you know, people get, it's just too much. People start getting ill, they get tired, you know, and it's just the worst. So I just thought it was the best, best way to go about it. Everyone was just completely on their A game, ready to go, ready to instill those new notes the next day. And yeah, I think we got the best out of it. That's
1: so good that they looked after you all enough yeah. to, to go, hang on, we, we have to put people, pull over profit absolutely
0: absolutely and they certainly did they treat us very well here
1: (laughs) you've had a bit of time to to get this show into your bones now is there a certain bit that you look forward to every night that is like your moment to really let go or that you like get into
0: so okay three points okay that's fine hit me hit me with them so the first one is hit me Baby one more time because I think it's just the first time I come out to the audience and I think I can almost kind of feel that the audience don't really even know how to react to this because it's so different to what they know and um, and it just feels incredible and by the end they're like, like they're completely on board you know they're a bit sceptical at first but then they're completely on board and so I love that moment and then my second favourite is problem can't fill my face because that's another kind of twist it starts really really slow out of a really sad moment and then it like builds up into this huge dance number and then becomes a mashup with can't feel my face and it's so cleverly done it's so brilliant and it's like a real crowd pleaser and then my third favorite is raw which probably no surprises i just love raw so much and the costume oh and then that's like the moment when i get a handheld mic so i literally feel like a pop star
1: <laughs> i think they're all really solid choices <laughs> I suppose with Raw as well, you you know physically that you are nearly at the end of your show. And exactly. You can, it's like, you're, fine. Yeah, just yeah. give it everything It's now. like finishing a marathon. Yeah, it's exactly. That, that pelt down the mouth.
0: Yes. <laughs> exactly. <Right? laughs>
1: You've had quite the journey in the last couple of years on the town in Regent's Park, winning the stage debut award for best actress in a musical and then getting to be in a little known show called Hamilton <laughs> yeah. and now leading your own new musical in the West End. Yeah. Have you had time to kind of go this is my life.
0: <laughs> Not really, to be honest. Even now, I'm like, what is going on? I can't believe it. Like, it's just so special and I'm so grateful for every job that I've done. I feel like I've learned so much about it and each job and, and grown from doing it and taken things from each job to the next one. And, you know, I'm, I'm so happy for everything that I've done up to this point. And I think I've done it in the perfect order and it just makes me feel so confident and, and ready to be in a situation like how I am now to be leading a show. Do you think had this come about a couple of years earlier, you would have been like, oh, is this the yeah, right time? You know, yeah, maybe. I think, you know, because one thing I'm definitely learning about is is stamina, actually. And, you know, to be able to do something of this, like the energy and the strength that it takes to do this track in particular, like to do Juliet, um, eight times a week is a really, really full on. And it's something that I'm definitely learning more and more from being in, in this situation because actually when i did i did on the town but that was um like operatic which i feel like is I don't want to say it's easy because they're two different they're two different types of um, styles but I love opera singing because it's so technical it's like you you get it every time it's there every time and you know so it was fine doing that I only, I only did that for six weeks and then I went into Hamilton and then I was a cover so it was like I was only going on for a week here a week there a week there so it was all good again and I could pace myself but this is the first time that I've had to do something this intense every day but it's its going brilliantly and it's—it's it's con- I'm constantly learning and being like okay how can I do this how can I you know and so of correcting as I go along but it's it's amazing it really is
1: is it true that you are the only person to have played all three Skyler sisters
0: <laughs> I don't think anymore but when I when I was in the original cast yes so that original year it was only me who played all three <laughs> did you have a favorite <sighs> do you know it would have to be Angelica I really did love Angelica. Doing Satisfied was like, oh, I loved it. Being able to rap. Because, listen, I have never really been rapping. Growing up, no, that's not what I was doing. But I was like, oh, I feel like I could be a rapper. Like, <laughs> Amazing. I, and actually, in an interview with
1: um, the original Angelica on Broadway... Mm-hmm. I remember she talked about like the anxiety around satisfied because there are so many marks you've got to hit. And, oh, I know. You know, you've got all that set around you and people like people like bolting. coming at you. Yeah, <laughs> quite literally. And she 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 said that she couldn't relax in the into the show until she's done, done satisfied. Really? And then after that, she's like, "It's fine. I've gone through <sighs> it. I've survived it again." <laughs> is that how you felt, or were you just like, I was Mate, like "This is great"? For
0: the, yeah, I was like, that was the moment I was like, could wait for. Um, yeah, that was like the pinnacle. <laughs>
1: How was it being, I mean, how can you sum up being in the original London cast of Hamilton?
0: Yeah, it was pretty surreal. It really was. It was amazing. It was amazing. I mean, obviously, Lin-Manuel, his work, he's just oh, got out of this world. So to be able to go up on a stage and like bring his work to life, but also the fact that we were able to bring it to London and bring it to London audiences and still have the same reaction was just incredible.
1: And the difference in all the different Skylar sisters. That yeah. must have been fun in itself to do Angelica one week, Eliza the next week, Peggy yeah. the week after.
0: Yeah, that was really fun to have like a different take on each of the sisters. And um, and I tell you what was really funny, doing the Skylar sisters song and whenever I was one of them, you know, because you've, you've got to learn all of those harmonies. <laughs> so just being like okay which one is it today clocking in and being like okay please don't mess this up <laughs> oh my God.
1: so did you ever catch yourself going oh no that's Peggy and oh I'm many times many
0: a time <laughs> but then you just self-correct and bring it back like it was never any car crashes but you know you do find yourself feeling like oh god
1: i suppose at least you could have looked down and gone we are in the yellow dress yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that is what sister we are That's today a good
0: idea no i didn't even think to do that
1: <laughs> thank god for color schemes i know right <laughs> um let's talk about how you grew up because you grew up in london mm-hmm. Was theatre a big part of that? Was this something you always wanted to do?
0: Well, so, I I grew up going to dance competitions. So I started going to a dance school about three years old. And um, so I learned tap, jazz, and a bit of singing, and ballet as well. And... I was so nervous at first, like whenever I would go on stage, I would run off the stage, I'd forget my dances. I would get the worst stage fright. And then my brother joined when he was about eight years old and he's a year and a half older than me. And he was just incredible. He was like a little Sammy Davis Jr. He just was brilliant on that stage. And so he inspired me so much and, and I became his duet partner. And we used to do you know tap duet, song and dance duet, jazz duet. And we'd always win in, in our duets. Like the solos, I was like, you know, getting there, but like the duets, it was just amazing. So I got really inspired by my brother. And then um, as I got older, I kind of came into my own and I always loved to sing actually. I wasn't necessarily confident, but I loved, loved singing. I used to sing in front of my school uh, in primary school, like after golden time. And, um, and I kind of developed this love at about 16 years old. I was like, okay, I really actually love being on stage. And then my brother left, I think when I was about, I might have been 16 when he left so I was on my own now and I was doing it for myself and I started winning in my solos and really like standing my own and then uh, and then I auditioned for Arts Ed because and, and, my brother had as well three years prior um, and I just had the most amazing time and I was like this is definitely what I love this is where I need to be
1: <laughs> and then from graduation to first show what yes. was that journey like
0: it was quite quick because um i graduated in 2017 but i left early to go into on the town um so uh, i missed a, the last part of, of us <laughs> but for good reason because it was amazing to go into on the town and and i remember um one of my acting teachers telling me that you actually learn so much when you're in the job like when you go into the profession. That's when you're going to learn everything you need to know, you know. And and I really did on my first job; it was amazing. Looking back on
1: on the experience of all your, your dance competitions, is that something that you might sort of veer off and do again in the future?
0: As in, like, um, compete yeah, myself, or would
1: pursue dance as a as a whole medium on, on its own.
0: Do you know what? I'm not sure already. Now because I love them all. I I feel I would feel sad to just do one. But then again, well, well, yes. So doing this is incredible. Doing you know all three, or or, to be honest, straight acting I love as well. So like TV and film is something I would definitely go into. But just straight does, I'm not sure if that's the way I would go.
1: (laughs) You've you know you've been in like trailblazing shows so far in your career everyone wants to do something new but is there anything that's around already be it a show be it a tv show or a film or whatever that you're like
0: mm, maybe there's something for me in that hmm. do you know what not right now not right now i think i'm biding my time for when i finish this the perfect thing is just gonna pop up and i'm gonna be like there it is <laughs> and I'm ready. What was he going to Talk it into existence. Absolutely. Exactly,
1: exactly. This year we've got Cush Jumbo, who's going to be the first uh, female Hamlet at the Young Vic.
0: Stunning. Glenda wow. Jackson did yeah. it on
1: Broadway last year. Female Hamlets. Will we ever have a female Hamilton?
0: Oh, wow. Wouldn't that be incredible? Absolutely. Again, speak it into existence. It's going to happen.
1: Would you do it's it? It's going to
0: happen. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Would the key be an issue? Would they have to raise it?
0: Mm, I don't know, maybe. But then a lot of it's rap, which is
1: no true, key. True, true. So... There you go, you get to rap again.
0: Exactly. Right, <laughs> we're
1: going to speak this into existence. Absolutely, right we now. so are. Right now.
0: I am going to be the first female Hamilton.
1: <laughs> it's going to happen. We've said it now. Great. <laughs> Miriam Cheek-Lee, thank you so much for having us in thank your dressing room. You. It's been a pleasure.
0: Oh, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tickets are currently available for And Juliet until October this year. You can hear more from Miriam Teak on our YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to for regular interviews, performances and more. Next time on the podcast, we're going backstage with the cast of Cabaret as we join Cara Lily Hayworth and Charles Haggerty on tour. Until then, thank you very much for listening. I'll see you next time.